and welcome to Land Grant Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players and coaches and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, you will hear audio from the Tuesday, November 21st press conference with Ohio State head football coach Ryan Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. Because this is Thanksgiving week, there will not be any other media availabilities this week. Ryan Day will do his radio show obligations because he is paid to do those. Uh, But other than that, there will not be any sessions for reporters to talk to coaches or players. We do have player audio that will be coming up on tomorrow's episode of Uncut, so make sure that you stick to that. Of course, Day and Knowles talk about the game. They try to avoid saying anything that could be problematic or bulletin board material, but they do give some insights into who will be available for the game, what their expectations are, and some other noteworthy items. Now, before we get into that, if you are not already following us on your podcast platform of choice, make sure that you head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your daily dose of audio goodness, and subscribe to the Land Grant Podcast Network. Also, you can find us on social media at LandGrant33. You can find me at BWWMatt. All right, with all of that out of the way, here's Ohio State head football coach, Ryan Day. Hi, Ryan. The uh, intensity is always, you know, through the roof in a game like this, um, especially this game. It might be even more intense this year. How much have you talked to your guys about keeping their composure, kind of not being that second guy that gets caught doing something? Yeah, um, I think that's that's important. You have to play with emotion. You can't let emotion play with you. Um, I think that's important. You have to have your emotions in check, which isn't easy in a game like this, because uh, as we all know, how, how the, the magnitude of it all. Um, but it's something that you know we identified in the off season. So. Um, and we'll talk about this week. Uh, Bill Landis, podcast. Ryan, the, the way your run game has evolved this year, just, just much better now than the last month than it did earlier. Um, what was the process like of, of kind of landing on the things that work best for you? And just generally, how do you feel about where you're at right now? Yeah, um, going to keep getting tested. Um, and, you know, but I feel like we've made some progress um, in different areas. I, I think certainly Trey coming back has made a big impact on that. But, um, you know, everybody uh, is involved with it, um, you know, and it's balance. Um, but I think, you know, identifying each week what's uh, worked for us and what hasn't, you know, and fixing those things just over time, getting better. And I think the infusion of Trey has certainly helped. Tony Gertman, Buckeye Huddle. Ryan, given some of the backstory with J.J. McCarthy and Calvin Cord and the recruitment that went on there, how do you keep Kyle from trying to prove you right in this game? Well, I think there's a lot going on here. And I think what we've done all season is uh, in preparation for this game, uh, the way that we've prepared, the way we've uh, evaluated each game, the way we've talked about each game, our focus in the offseason, our focus um, in the preseason, and our focus during the season. So, um, you know, like I told the guys um, on Sunday, we've been preparing for this moment all year. And so now we just need to continue on the routines that we've been on um, and, you know, be the best team we've been all season, but at the same time focusing on those things. And it'll be the same for, for Kyle. Pat Murphy, 24-7 Sports. Ryan, when do you think you really grasp the magnitude of this game? I know you can hear about it from the outside and, and maybe even the first couple of times you are experience it, it's big game but when, when did you really understand what this game means to Ohio State? I think every year you just learn more and more um, I guess that this will be my sixth time in the game so um, you, know, you learn quickly when you're here but 
um, each year, um, you know, you you learn more and it has more of a significant impact on on you as a as a person. And um, and you know, I think all of our guys when they come here, whether it's a coach or a player, you know, they're here for one reason to win that game. And so, um, you know, and I guess you know, every year that you're here, you learn you learn about that more and more. Um, but you know, shoot, my youngest daughter doesn't know any other place other than Ohio. So, um, yeah, this this world means the the world to me and my family. Stephen Means, Stephen McCarthy, the core thing. But when you obviously when you guys are recruiting quarterbacks, you're looking at multiple people and you're evaluating that. When you're trying to decide who's in the hierarchy on the board and whatnot, are there certain things that you're looking for that maybe separate one guy from another guy? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not just one thing, but there's a lot that you look at. Um, you know, leadership, competitiveness, toughness. You know, there's just so many things that you, you do. Um, and, and the, you know, the difficult thing now is recruiting, starting recruiting at, at younger ages. And, um, you know, certain guys are being evaluated as, you know, freshmen and sophomores. And then you continue to evaluate. Then you have guys like uh, Lincoln who, you know, we evaluated his senior year. So, and, and then you try to compare the best you can. Um, and, but, but there's not, you know, one thing other than, you know, uh, competitiveness is one that for sure, is high on the list. I just wanted to follow up on Kyle and JJ. What when you what do you remember about recruiting JJ, and what was it about Kyle that ultimately led you to him? Um, you know, there's um, there's all kinds of things that lead lead into recruiting, and um, no, I mean, you know, JJ was always great. He was very respectful. He was a um, you know very competitive player, and um, you know got a lot of respect for him as a player and as a person, and um, you know, and you know during the recruiting. Um, you know, cycle, you know, you just, you spend time with different people and different folks and you learn about people. And, um, uh, again, my, all my uh, interactions with he and his family were, um, you know, very classy. So kind of go back to that concept of the intensity. And I know you've done a good job of, of avoiding uh, all the other questions we've had about the way that this year's game has been changed, but how is that not personal for you and for the staff this year? And how, have you, I guess you just personally, try to put those feelings aside, whatever might be going on there um, and focus on the task. Yeah, because I think, um, not, not that it's easy, but the only thing that matters is this game, is this team, is preparing. The rest of it um, doesn't matter. So that's what we have to do. We have got to stay disciplined enough to focus on that. And it goes back to the, the conversation about emotion, you know, letting, you know, emotion of the game and everything get in the way. We can't do that. And every year you learn more and more about this game and, and the preparation for it. So um, we're not going to let any of that stuff get in our way in terms of distractions. We're just going to focus on this team, this season, and preparing the best we possibly can. Ryan, this is an outside observation, so I don't know if you'll agree with it or not. But going into the game last year, it, you just seemed pretty uptight to me. And that was very different when you went into the Peach Bowl. I don't, I don't know if you notice the difference if that's something you can control consciously if that's just the pressure of the game I, I don't know but if the team takes the cue from you is that something that's on your mind and did you did you notice a difference for those two games a year ago um you know I think every year you evaluate what's going on and you try to do the best you can to make sure that um, you fix the things that that don't go well and you enhance the things that do go well um you know, I think there was a lot of things that that went on um you know in the game looking back on it and so um, you learn from it and you move on. Ryan, 
the fact that Kyle has has played in a top ten game at the time at Notre Dame and, and gone through the experience of a tight competitive game against Big Ten, but what what experience did you learn about him from that moment, and, and how can that help him Saturday? Obviously, yeah. Anytime you have experience in, in a game like this, it makes a big difference, and it's something to go back upon, which is good. Um, he's a very smart player who um, you know understands situations and. When uh, you've been in um, type, those type of situations before, you have something to grab onto and refer to when you have a reference point. And I think that all helps in preparation. Did you learn something or take away something from that, seeing him go through that? Yeah, just, just watching him play and, and, and you know, doing it and learning about you know, the things that um, he you know, excelled at. Seems like this rivalry was built on respect, even in the 10-year war, at the heart of it, Woody and Bo respected each other. Because of what's happened, this investigation, uh, it doesn't seem like that now. Does that sadden you, or does it energize you? I think, you know, I was taught that, you know, the way you respect the rivalry is to work it every day, and um, whether it's in the, um, you know, in the weight room, whether it's, you know, uh, game planning, um, you know, talking to your players, um, you know, periods and practice in the, you know, during the spring periods and practice in the preseason and, um, and, and that's it. And so, you know, we do, we respect the rivalry and, and, um, you know, certainly excited to play here on Saturday. Ryan, you referred to your team as road warriors points this year. Uh, is there something special about this team going on the road more times than any team at Ohio State in a long time and getting it done and, and to have this one be on the road? Is there something a little bit special about that? Even though I know you guys love playing the shoe, but it seems like the road has been kind of friendly. Well, yeah, and, and you know we have the schedule right over there, and I, I point to you know all those white um, you know blocks right there, the teams we knew we had to go on the road this season more than we had in the past. And certainly knew we had to go on the road for this one. So, um, like I said before, it's all in preparation uh, for the for the last game of the year. And so it's been great to to get tested, to get battle tested. Um, so again, you talk about like you know reference point. You know our, our team does have a reference point. It'll be loud. It'll be uh, you know hostile, great environment. Uh, but we've been in those before. And so again, a reference point going into the game is important. How important is it to have success in the running game in this game, considering the way that this rivalry has played out over the last two decades? It's extremely important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, there's a lot of things that are important, but that's certainly that's extremely high on the list. Ryan, Michigan's obviously had a really good defense, especially in the red zone. How do you? What's it take to execute at an extremely high level against defense like that in the red zone? Well, first off, they haven't had very many snaps down there. <clears throat> so, um, you know, there's not a ton to go off of. Um, but, um, you know, you got to, you know, every yard is worth two or three down there. And, um, you know, you got to do a great job execution. You know, the field gets smaller. Um, you know, we call it the, the 12 defenders at end line. And so you just got to operate in a, in a smaller area. And so you got to be efficient. But uh, that'll be another situation that'll be huge in the game. You know, those four-point plays where, you're the kick and field goals or scoring touchdowns on both sides of the ball. Rob Similar to Clay's question, this rivalry's been heated for over 100 years. It's very intense, but there's always been respect among players or between players, it seems like. Does that hold true for coaches? Do you, do you respect Jim Harbaugh and his staff, or what's the, what's the feel there? Yeah, I think, you know, 
with everything going on and the things, you know, that are out there, we've just kind of stayed away from all the distractions we have, you know, and just focused on our team. And, and I think our guys have done a good job of it. You know, I think, um, you know, when you talk to our guys, you know, I have talked to them a couple of times about, you know, what's going on this season and, and um, you know, going into the game. But, you know, they're, they're focused on this, this game. They're focused on the season. They're focused on their preparation. And, and we're just going to continue on that. Coach, you give them a game plan, you work all week. On game day, how important is it, though, for them to go out there, play loose, play fast? What's, what's, what's the mission? Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, it's, it's our job to give them a good plan, let them go play. And, and you know, then they can go out there and, um, you know, compete at the highest level. And that, that's what you want as a coach. So, um, you know, we got to have a you know, good scheme. we got to do a great job with that. But at the same time, you know, we got to allow them to go play. And, um, and that's, that's what it comes down to in big games. And it's going to be four quarters. It's going to be a battle. And, you know, the good news is, again, this is something we've been preparing for all, all year. Uh, Adam King, WBN. Your emotion on the sideline, and, and, you know, we've seen it every now and then. We saw it at Georgia. We saw it after the Notre Dame game. How do you pick and choose those spots? And, and how much do you think your emotional, you know, state kind of impacts the team getting them hyped up? Yeah, I think you, know, you have to know your team. You have to know what you're, you know, what's going on each week. Um, you know, sometimes it just pours out. Other times, you know, you feel like you got to give your guys a little something. Uh, but you also want consistency. Um, but uh, the, you know, the guys in the locker room know how competitive we all are and how competitive I am. Um, so, but like you said, you have to keep your emotions in check, and um, that's going to be, you know, starting from the head down. It's got to start from me. Um, you know, we have to go in there and execute at a high level um, and handle the environment. Going back to kind of what Dave was saying about the intensity of the game, um, that tunnel has turned into kind of a gladiator pit before. Have you had any talks about what you might do, how to handle that pregame to avoid something happening? Yeah, we, we've had conversations already. They've been, uh, you know, folks have been talking about it here for a couple of weeks and put some good plans together, uh, again, to make sure that we can focus on what matters, and that's getting on the field and playing football. Randy Gulick, Buckeyes now on Sports Illustrated. Coach, um, you know, you referenced the fact that you, you prepare for this game all the time. It's it's constantly part of your program. So how much do you reflect on your preparations for this game the week leading up to it in years past? Do things change? What's the vibe right now as you get ready for this game compared to where it was this week a year ago? Yeah, I think you look at um, that in the offseason for sure. You just dive in. You try to identify, okay, um, Let's talk about everything. Let's talk about the scheme. Let's talk about the preparation. Let's talk about, you know, leading up to the game. Let's talk about all of those things. And then you try to identify, so what, what exactly happened in the game? Um, and then you learn from there and you grow from there and you make adjustments from there. And, um, and then that's kind of how you shape your season. You're, you know, that's how you shape your off season. And, and then you learn about your team. You know, you learn about, you know, th there's a lot of information that comes in during the season and you grow from there and you build from there. Um, you know, all in, all in preparation for this one. So, um, yeah, you certainly look at all those things. But at this point, you know, a lot of those decisions have been made. Uh, deep left, uh, Katie Kapusta, Spectrum One. Ryan, with so much changing next year, this game might not have as much on the line. I guess, what do you relish about an opportunity like this, and what will you miss about something like this type of game? Yeah, I don't know if um, if that'll be the case. I'm sure that it'll always be just as much on the line when, when these two teams play. Um, and, you know, certainly it'll be different, but, you know, I don't think uh, it'll change anything just on the format. You know, it's always going to be this way. Um, and, you know, the format certainly will change next year, but, 
Um, I don't think the rival will, will ever be uh, anything less than it is right now. Andy Andrew, uh, Yeah, just um, this feels like the ultimate test for the offensive line in terms of the progression they've made over the course of the season. Just where do you, where's your confidence level at with that group right now, and what are you seeing from them in preparation? Yeah, you're seeing um, improvement every week. You're seeing a group that works together. You're seeing progressions, um, you know, individually and as a unit. Um, and so, you know, they're going to do a great job today of getting out there on a Tuesday practice and working at their craft and preparing to go play at a high level and and then go compete for four quarters. But um, like you said, you know, week in and week out, you know, we come in, we talk about the progress in different areas. I think you've seen it in that area. So, um, you know, I think their, their confidence is as high as it's been all season. Coach, defense, how excited, your emotions, expectations after the last two seasons against Michigan are you to see that defense be on the field Saturday? Yeah, no, it's, um, again, same thing. You know, just adjustments needed to be made, um, you know, not just this year, you know, the year before as well. And um, and so, you know, here we are, got to go put it on the field. But, again, I think um, you're going to see a confident group going out there. I know you mentioned the reference points that Kyle has, but what about his development from the start of this whole thing, the quarterback competition to now? Gives you confidence that he's the guy on Saturday. Yeah, no, you, you see him executing plays. You see it in practice, um, and, and then it carries over to the field, and, and that's what you want. Um, now, ultimately, we've got to take care of the football, win a game. That's the bottom line here. And, um, you know, the good news is he's got a great group around him, uh, and he's been in these environments before. So um, a lot of things in his favor going into the game. But now he's got to go put it on the field. You guys have only been in a couple of really tight games. Michigan's been in one, really. Um, how much of, of this game is a mystery to you? And that usually through 11 games, you have a pretty good feel of who you are, who they are. It's probably a little different. How much how much unknown is there in your mind? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like we've, you know, we've, we've been tested at different times this year, you know, with, with the growth of the quarterback. We've been in, um, you know, games at, at halftime where we were winning. We've been, um, you know, in games where, you know, uh, it's been close. We've been in games where we, we've been losing. So we've had to win games in the fourth quarter. Um, we've had games where we've, you know, pulled away from teams. So, I mean, I think, I think we've learned a lot about this team. I think they're, uh, again, a more mature and veteran team than in the past. They've played, many of these guys have played in this game before. So, you know, I feel like I have a good feel for who, who we are and who our identity is. You've always talked about needing to play your best football in November. Obviously, that applies even more to this game. And you've been talking about you have to learn from the past, right? But to get your guys to play their best game, like mentally and emotionally, right? That's what you can control. You play your best game on Saturday. What, what do you have to do as a coach and a staff to really do that? How much do coaches and, and coaching staffs influence that, or is it kind of up to the, to the guys to do that? And how do you think in your time here, have you guys played your best games against Michigan on this final Saturday in November, or do you feel like maybe you haven't at times? I think you look at the, the routine. I think that's, that's something you grab onto in big weeks. You know, that's why you set routines. That's why we talk to our team about routines. Um, and, and that's, you know, in big games, that's what you grab onto to make sure you, um, you stay on that routine, you know, and, and it's, it's a productive process to make sure you're covering everything you need to cover in terms of preparation. Um, and again, you know, we've had, um, 
you know, great opportunities to take a look and, and see how things have gone down, why they've gone down and, um, and regroup every season and try to identify the things that we got to improve at. So, um, you know, it's, it's been, uh, this has been a great group to build with. Um, they're a great group to coach and, you know, we're going to have another great week of practice right now. And I can't wait to see these guys play on Saturday. Ryan, uh, you know, for all the success you guys have had here since you've been here since 2017, uh, starting on the offensive coordinator and then taking over in 2019, there's only a handful of guys that were on that 2019 team that have beat this team. The tenor of the entire rivalry has changed in the last couple of years. You get the COVID year, which maybe threw a giant wrench into things. How different is this week feel for you now than it did when you started here? And do you think that it was a change that has been necessary for the guys in the building? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's a good question, but, um, you know, we take every year as it is and go from there. But, um, you know, there's there's guys with, with scars, you know, and, you know, I'm one of them. And, and so it just drives you every day uh, to work harder and to make sure you do everything you possibly can to win the game. Okay. Thanks, guys. Next up at the podium is defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. All right, guys, same deal. We'll give you one question, about 15 minutes. I don't know if we'll be able to get to everybody, but we'll do the best we can. Uh, we'll start with Austin here in the front. Jim, you've talked and we've asked a lot about the adjustments that you've made and the changes you've tried to make when you looked at the end of last season. Is it difficult? Now, as you go into this game, think, well, is there any part of you that's like, maybe I made good calls and some other factors were at play that kept those from working? No. Uh, um, you know, you, we have to be focused on what's happening right now, you know, the things that are in our control and, you know, lack of ego and being selfless. I mean, a lot of that applies to whatever happened, happened. You know what I mean? We, that's not going to help us. What, what's going to help us, um, you know, my uh, freshman history teacher, Father Vincent Tigert, SJ, but he, remember he started, cl first time as a freshman, he said, like, you know, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it you know but then like you like then he also used to say he said well you you know you got to live in the present moment you know highest form of sanity is live in the present moment so i think what i finally i don't know if you ever figure it out in life but that like those things that happened in the past yeah you have coaches you have mentors and yeah like i need to figure all that out and process that and determine what's important to then pass on to the team because they don't need to be worried about any of that. They got to play hard. They got to play tough. 
they got to play fast. So, so they don't really need to be worried about that. I mean, I can, I can think about that, ruminate on that, and you know, go through all the things in the off season. Um, but ultimately, we're better right now because of it. So we got to stick with that. Uh, we've talked before about all the, the philosophical change you made largely in preparation for this game. How excited, anxious, eager are you to see it really put to the test? Because it really hasn't been too much this year against the competition you played. Yeah, I mean, the main reason our players or coaches or our people who run the cafeteria, the main, because you want to you be the best and you want to compete against the best and you want to challenge yourself, you know, to, to – uh, see how you stack up. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you you do things. They take a long time. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Ultimately, it's all to give the players the best chance to win right now <clears throat> at the Ohio State in this game. You know, it all kind of points right to there. And you just have to perform. You got to be tough. You got to be physical. You got to be fast. Can't be thinking too much. You know, I mean, that's where all the fundamentals and all the development of the scheme really comes into play. What is the challenge, I guess, for lack of a better word, of defending the run when a team's going to throw like an eight or nine man surface at you and you got to cover all that ground without kind of getting too thinned out and then not having anything behind the Yeah, it's, um, it's a big challenge. It's unusual. Um, you know, everybody has to understand the scheme and, and the gap fits and there's um, – there's an exactness that comes with it that I think a lot of people don't understand that I think you men and women do because you, you know, I'm not just blowing your horn, but you men and women do a great job here of really technically knowing the game, but you're right. I mean, that's, there's a lot of gaps. All of a sudden there's a lot of different gaps and their running backs are talented and their offensive line is talented and, and, so there really is an exactness and a preciseness that our players need to understand. And that's my job. My job is to get them to understand by Saturday and be able to do it fast. Your players have talked a lot about confidence and how much that's made a difference in how they've played this year. I guess, where is that confidence level now compared to what it was last year? I guess, how does that like personify in a person on the field of confidence? What does that mean for a guy to be able to play with confidence and how that translates to success? Yeah, I can't um, really comment on last year, um, but I can tell you what I see. I see right now, and I think to me, confidence is playing fast, playing fast, and uh, that competitive uh, excellence. Excellence, which is like win the moment, like be at the right place at the right time, playing fast with a bad attitude. You know, you put when. When you watch it, you know, you can see it. And I think everybody can. And that's what we've really honed on as a defense is let's be a defense that everybody can watch. And even if they don't know the exactness or the preciseness of the game, they can see people playing fast and showing up in the right places. And that gives everybody confidence. You know, so our confidence then I think spills over 
to the team and the fan base and whoever, you know, you feel like you're going to be okay no matter no matter what happens. Center field, Tony Gerda. Jim, I, you may have answered this with Bill's question, but what is your biggest concern facing this Michigan offense? Well, it's not. It's hard to pinpoint, you know, because um, the running game is uh, multiple because of all the different formations. They do a great job of, of of hiding their formations and their intent. And the offensive line is as good as we faced, and the backs are are really good. So, I think when you look in the history of of uh, this game, the game, it starts there. You know, you have to do that. So then I think the balance becomes, okay, how do you prevent the explosive plays on the back end with not over committing to this and leaving yourself exposed here? So that's the real balancing act. Mike Hall said yesterday that he's going to be ready for the game. Your defensive tackle has been playing really well. If Mike is able to play, what, what would that do for you guys? Mike's a great player. He plays with great energy and great enthusiasm. I think he he lifts everybody up around him. Um, and yes, I've been saying it all year. So he he helps us, not just using up blocks, because I've been saying it all year, our defensive tackles have actually been making tackles. And when you have defensive tackles that make tackles, it helps the whole defense. Third row center, Dan Obviously, last year, you know, there was a problem with you know, this big plays through the air, breakdowns in the secondary. How much more prepared do you feel like this secondary is this year to handle situations where they might be one-on-one -on -one and it comes down to them to prevent a big play? It started last spring. Like I said, uh, we're competing against our offense. Some of the best receivers, the best receiver in the country. And, uh, you know, our guys um, – Forget about the scheme, you know, that's not their their issue. That's my issue. But they played with um, a more competitive nature, you know, all spring, all camp. And you can't just turn it on for this game. It's just something, like you said, that's grown. And you see them competing for more balls and, and um, you know, playing close to receivers, challenging routes. Yeah, I just that, – that makes me confident, but – that really makes the rest of the team confident, and that's what's important. Uh, second, row, uh, front row, second row center, Steve. This seems like the type of game with the way Michigan runs its offense where the decision to put Sonny at the nickel at the beginning of the year might have like some major payoff here, but that's also in the world before like the ransom got hurt. If Assuming Lathan can't play on Saturday, how, do you, how does this opponent make, maybe make you have to think about how you're going to use Sonny? I guess for like absolutely. I mean, you have to. Yeah, we would love to have Lathan. That certainly allows us to do uh, different things with Sonny, you know. And and uh, without that, we still have to do different things with Sonny. But you can be less focused. Yeah, Sonny. Sonny has got to be um, spread around in different locations, you know, because we think he can make a lot of plays. Jim, at what point did you really feel like you started to grasp this rivalry? I know you hear about it all year leading up to last year. Was it after the game? I mean, when did it really click for you what this meant outside of just a rivalry game? Um, 
Yeah, I think when you when you live through it and you uh, feel the disappointment and you and you you know uh, take that uh, personally, not personally like you get angry, but personally like uh, uh, you don't want to let anybody down. You know, you don't want to let the fans down. Most importantly, you don't want to let our players down. So you see how 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 they feel. You know, and um, you just want to do better. Far left, Joe Nugent from the CMA. What stands out about Michigan's commitment to running the game, running the ball, and in 32 straight carries against Penn State? What you see there? I mean, that just shows me they have great confidence in their running game. They have great confidence in their defense, right? I mean, a team that's willing to do that um, is willing to play the long game, the four-quarter game, and and trust their defense and, the, and their offensive line and running backs. And, um, you know, that shows me that we better be ready to, to slug it out for four-plus quarters or whatever it takes. Last week against Minnesota and a lot of 12 personnel looks, you were putting Jihad at um, strong safety bandit and, and bringing Sonny back up. I, I guess that, that makes sense on paper when you look at this maybe relative size. It also means taking Jordan off the field who's been playing so well. I guess what do you feel like is the positive trade-off there? Yeah, I mean, how much Jordan has been playing well. And, that's, you know, and, and Jordan has shown the ability to, you know, make that decision in the running game and go and go attack. Um, but, you know, it's just a question of how much do you really want him to do that, you know? Jordan is a uh, skilled athlete. Not that our other guys aren't, but, I mean, you know, he's, he's not that big of a guy. So, you know, he and he's more than willing and capable. But you just have to balance how much do you want to do that, just like I've said, just like how much – how do you balance a – a quarterback, right? Who's a is he a runner? Or he's a thrower, and then, you know, don't want to run him too much because he gets beat, you know, get beat up, and then and then he's got to be a thrower. You know, to me, that's the same thing you have with a a nickel who's coming from corner. You know what I mean? More of a nickel corner rather than a nickel Sam, which Sonny is. You know, so you know you have to you have to balance it. Factor JJ McCaffrey's legs. I think he's a 4'4, 40 guy. What can you do about that? I mean, do you expect him to see him run a little more? I mean, he hasn't run a lot, but in this game, maybe that's a wrinkle. Yeah, I expect him. He's a he's a really good runner. You know, he ran some against us last year, and and he runs from time to time when they need when they need it. He's a competitor, so. You just have to always be re- you. You have to always be ready for it, um, and you have to understand uh, the types of runs that he likes, the types of scrambles he likes, and you know he's a really good player. So you better be aware aware of his uh, ability to throw as well as run. Uh, right behind him, Cameron T. Jim, you guys only given up one play over forty yards that was obviously a topic of conversation all all season at what point this year did you feel like okay we kind of have this down it seemed like obviously you go week to week you don't know until you kind of do it over and over yeah i never never feel like we have it down ever it's a uh 
constant pursuit to to defend explosive plays and look at the one that got us. What was that? That fake uh, sneak thing? Man. Hats off to them. What a great play, you know? Um, but you, yeah, you just don't, you never know where they're going to come from. So you better be on high alert. It better be something that's a priority. It has shown to be a real factor in this game. When you study statistics, it's been a real factor. So we can never stop talking about it, defending it, practicing it. Jim, back, back in the spring, some of your TVs talking about giving up explosive plays, talked about if they would give up one in practice, they would, they would run. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot that goes into not giving up explosive plays from scheme stuff, but just that, that mentality that they had to – to sort of push themselves to do better in that area from just simple active conditioning. Does that have any effect, you think, their mindset coming in this year in that area? I think uh, after physical training, right, from Coach Mick that, like, gives our guys a, a ticket to get into the dance, Coach Mick gets them there and Coach Day with the way we train. But you're after that – it's mindset. It really is mindset. So you have to, if it's if it's important to you and you've demonstrated that this has an effect on winning, this has an effect on your career, they see it, it's on their mind. So w whether they run or do push-ups or whatever, there's something that's a reminder to them that, hey, this is really important and this is a primary focus for our defense and for you as a player. That's just it. It, it, it is a mindset. I'm going to ask another version of the question I've gotten six times because it's talked about so much. What has the journey been like for you as a coach when you have a game like the Michigan game last year where you give up some explosive passing plays? It becomes a priority for you that passes on to the players. You guys talk about it. You execute it. It's constant. And now here you are again with an opportunity, right? What What is the 365-day journey? It feels like you and your defense are just very connected in this pursuit of we're going to focus on this and not let that happen again. I don't. What's that like as a coach? Um, it's a long, arduous, grinding process um, to get here, but. It's extremely rewarding, you know, and I think that's the job of a leader is to, you know, have a vision like you taught, you know, to learn from your mistakes, not have an ego, which a lot of us coaches do. So, you know, maybe, you know, so not have an ego, you know, what's best, what happened, how do I fix it, have a vision of, okay, this now you have to communicate that bit. Like you got to get people to buy in, like you talk. Then you're you're selling it for 365 days, and you're you're growing it, and you're watering it, and you're feeding it, and and um, <clears throat> you know you're you're nurturing it, and you're bringing it, you're showing this is good, this is not good, this is good, 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 not good, 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 not good. You know why? Why? You know it's we have to go out and do this. How? You know. Okay, here are the things. Here are the things that we're going to do. Here are the specifics of how we're going to do this. And you sell it to them and you motivate them and they see it. But it's a it's a long process but extremely rewarding.
um, you know, and, and we have to make it pay off for us this Saturday. You left that pruning there. <laughs> uh, Tommy Eichenberg, how much does he want to play in this game? You know, you were asked about it last week, of course, uh, like Ryan Day said, almost got into a fight about things. But what will he bring if, in fact, he's cleared and ready to play? What will he bring to this mix? Everything. Everything. Tommy will bring every single ounce of his uh, person to this game. And he will fight to defend our honor. That's just the kind of guy that he is. He's the kind of guy we all want um, on that wall. All right, Coach, thank you. Thanks,